Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Unconventional Diabetic Podcast. My name is Wendy Koop, and I am the Unconventional Diabetic. And today we are talking about mastering workouts in hot weather, essential health tips. Now, I have about three tips for you to master your workouts in hot weather. Part of this is from experience, and part of this is because well, I just came in from the heat uh, doing my own workout, and I want to make sure that you all stay safe out there, regardless of whether or not you have diabetes. And now that I think about it, I actually have a fourth tip so that we can consider that a bonus. I'm writing that down right now. So thank you for joining me. If you're joining me on YouTube, make sure you smash that like button. If you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, thank you and consider following or subscribing in your favorite podcast app and sharing this app or this episode with someone you love, whether they're, whether or not they have diabetes. I can talk, I promise. So it is June. No, it is July 1st um, on the day of this recording. And I just got back from a 30 minute walk. And I was breaking in new running shoes before I start actually training for the New York City Marathon. Yes, I am signed up for the New York City Marathon. It'll be my first full marathon. I've run a lot of half marathons. Even as a diabetic, I've done half marathons. But I've never had the opportunity to do a full marathon because I was never fully prepared. Well, earlier this year, I said, no more. I am going to run a full marathon. And I don't know why I chose New York City <laughs> as my first uh, full marathon, but in choosing New York City as my first full marathon, I partnered with a, an organization to raise money. And I will tell you more about that later. But suffice to say, um, I am preparing. I'm running. I had to get new shoes. I haven't had new running shoes since February. And honestly, guys, I have let that be a reason that I did not um, get out there and run or even walk. I was walking in my Birkenstocks. So don't let lack of proper, quote unquote, proper gear keep you from uh, getting out there and moving and working out because I promise you, you will not regret it unless you are completely wearing the wrong thing um, and you injure yourself. It's unlikely that if you throw on a pair of regular sneakers and go for a 30 minute walk that you're going to do too much damage. And I say this as a personal trainer as well. Um, in case you did not know, I am certified as a personal trainer and a fitness nutrition specialist and an integrative nutrition health coach. So um, again, I am a diabetes health coach and I have all those other credentials and I'm a longtime runner. I've, I'm 43 years old. I've been running uh, since I was 13 when I joined the high school cross country team. Yes, it's been a long time, a long time. And I've run a variety of races and a number of places. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but I've done it. I have um, participated in organized sports. I have done martial arts, including Krav Maga, Taekwondo, Hapkido, Judo. I've done boxing. I've done kickboxing. I've done a variety of workouts. And honestly, when I get to hit stuff, the, the more the better. I, I don't know why. I just like actually punching 
bag. So let me know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube what your favorite workout is, if you have one. It's okay if you don't, though. Like, if you don't have a favorite workout, let me know that in the comments as well. There's no real way to interact with this on the audio version of this show, but you can always tag me in a video response on Instagram or TikTok. I am there as the unconventional, as unconventional diabetic, not the unconventional diabetic, but unconventional diabetic. So you can find me there. So why am I waiting until July to tell you about how to work out in the heat? Well, because for a lot of you or for a lot of us, regardless of where in the country you live, um, if you're in the Northern hemisphere, it is going to be the hottest month of the summer season. So you're going to be on vacation. You're going to be out doing things that maybe you didn't get to do last month, or maybe you won't get to do in August. And I want to make sure that you stay safe because even if you're just walking and walking is a great exercise, but even if you're walking, you want to make sure that you are safe that you are hydrated, and that you are dressed appropriately. So without further ado, let's get into the tips for mastering workouts in hot weather. So the first thing is, before you even get outside, check your blood sugar. That's right. So I know that not everyone listening to this podcast is in the habit of checking their blood sugar, but if you're going to work out as soon as you checked your fasting blood sugar, then just use that number. But if you're working out later on in the day, this is especially true if you're waiting for it to cool down, then you want to check your blood sugar to make sure that your blood sugar doesn't drop too far. Or if you take insulin or other medication, that it's not too high when you start. Okay. Because cardiovascular exercise, what we think of as cardio, like walking, running, swimming, those tend to lower your blood sugar. So if your blood sugar is kind of already low when you start exercising, if you go and do a cardio workout, you may increase the chance that you will go into hypo, that's low, hypoglycemia, and then you'll have to treat that. Whereas anaerobic exercise, like weightlifting, or even to a certain degree, um, certain high intensity exercises or high intensity interval exercises even may raise your blood sugar. So you want to be careful if you're taking medication that, that lowers or raises your blood sugar, you want to know what your blood sugar is before you start exercising and then treat appropriately. Even if that means delaying exercise until your numbers are more within a normal range. I can't tell you what that is. However, make sure you discuss this with your primary care doctor or your endocrinologist before you commit to an exercise program. But if you're feeling okay and you've been cleared to exercise and you know your numbers, get out there and get moving. All right. So that's the first tip. Second tip is to consider exercising indoors. So depending on how hot it is, like I live in Northeast Florida and I went out in 85 degree weather, but it was oppressively hot. Okay. And thankfully I have a lot of melanin in my skin to absorb the vitamin D that I got in those 30 minutes outside, but that may not be safe 
for everyone and it may not be safe for the type of exercise you're trying to do. So if you have access to indoor exercise equipment or um, an exercise where you can do an app or something like that, and you can stay indoors, consider moving in your workout indoors. So a treadmill, uh, swimming in the pool, on-demand workouts in apps like uh, Apple Fitness Plus, I think it's called. I have it and I haven't used it. Apple Fitness Plus, if you've got that subscription, not prescription, but subscription, um, the Peloton app. And no, you do not have to have a Peloton bike or treadmill to use the Peloton app because they have classes that exist outside of those two pieces of equipment. Beachbody On Demand is something that I have. Um, this is not something I'm sponsored for. I don't get paid for mentioning Beachbody On Demand, but I'm a longtime user of Beachbody programs. And I actually used to teach uh, Turbo Kick when I was a group fitness instructor 11, yeah, 11 years ago. Back in 2011, 2012 is when I was a group fitness instructor. So I used to teach hip hop hustle and turbo kick. Drop a comment if you remember any of those exercises and let me know if you still have those DVDs. Like I don't even have a DVD player anymore, but I like to do turbo fire. I like to do Shalene Extreme. I like to try the Sean T workouts as well. And there's also muscle burns fat. And those are all on Beachbody On Demand. And um, they've kind of revamped their subscription. So if it looks a little different, rest assured, those other workouts, your old standbys are still there. And I'll leave a link to um, as many of these as I can in the show notes and the description of the YouTube video. So you can check those out. So that's my tip. My second tip, take your workout indoors. So number three is to dress appropriately. So that may mean putting a ball cap on. That may mean sunscreen. I'm really bad about putting sunscreen on. So you may want to put on sunscreen depending on how much of your skin is exposed when you go to work out. You will also want to consider what's called moisture wicking garments or moisture wicking fabrics. And basically what that means is you wouldn't be wearing standard cotton t-shirts. But again, if that's all you have, then start with what you have. But if you're going to go out and buy more, or if you've got some technical, what we call technical t-shirts or technical sleeveless shirts in your wardrobe, then pull those out because what you want is a material that, that whisks the moisture or wicks the moisture away from your body so that um, your body can cool itself down on its own. So you don't want your clothes sticking to you like, like you just went through a, a, a what am I trying to say? <laughs> like you just went through uh, someone's sprinkler system or something like that. Like you don't want that. You want the fabrics to be light and loose and breathable. Okay. So the tags, if you're at the store and you're wondering, the tags will tell you if they're moisture wicking fabrics. Um, places like Under Armour and Nike, which are some of my favorites, New Balance, they all have their moisture wicking lines. And if you're familiar with Under Armour, you might know that they have their heat gear collection. And then they have another one that's like heat gear plus. It's That's not the name of it. But basically, it's for more extreme heat. So heat gear 
is for working out in, um, in the heat, as it says, but there's uh, another, like there's another line that another clothing line within Under Armour for like hotter weather, like more than your standard heat. So if you're in the store, especially if you can make it to an Under Armour store, then check out those uh, lines in the heat gear line so that you can make sure that you are dressed appropriately and within your budget. Because I'm not saying you have to go out and buy Under Armour, Nike, or New Balance. Because I have plenty of workout clothes from Target. I have plenty of workout socks from Target. But I know that some of you want to know specific brands. So you can go to Target, you can go to Walmart, you can go to your favorite sporting goods store. If you don't have a favorite sporting goods store, try Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, that is in a lot of places. And down here in Florida, we have Academy um, as the regional sporting goods store. But hey, even if you're shopping at Goodwill, there's exercise clothes, there's exercise clothes at Goodwill too. So really, whatever your budget is, whether that's hand-me-downs, borrowing, secondhand shopping, all the way up to Lululemon you can have what you need to go and work out safely outside. So that was tip number three. Tip number four, and I, I don't want to say this is the most important tip, but once you've got everything situated, you know what you're doing outside, it's safe for you to work out outside, you're dressed appropriately, you have to stay hydrated. And that means water, and it may also mean Gatorade or something with electrolytes. Now, I'm not necessarily saying Gatorade is healthy, but what I'm saying is, is that in the absence of something else like um, coconut water, which has electrolytes in it, or something else that will help establish or reestablish those electrolytes faster, you may want to consider bringing Gatorade along with you if you're going to be out for an extended period of time, in which case you're sweating so much that you're, you're losing electrolytes and simply replacing it with plain water is not going to be beneficial. Now you could get smart water. Um, smart water tends to have electrolytes in it for taste. I like to buy the smart water, the alkaline smart water with antioxidants, and it's got a 9.5 pH. And so basically the label says it's vapor distilled ionized water with antioxidant selenium and electrolytes for taste. And then I buy the 33 ounce bottles. Yes, I can drink water at home, but when I'm out and about and I'm concerned with electrolyte laws, then I bring the smart water. Um, and then I may also bring Gatorade. If you're a walker or a runner, one of the things I suggest is a hydration belt. I use those on longer duration exercises. And what those are great for is you can buy one with just one bottle or you can buy one with like four bottles. So you can have two of the bottles that are filled with water and two of the bottles that are filled with Gatorade or coconut water or another beverage that would replace your electrolytes and also give you fast acting carbohydrates. So that's a lot. And I'm not trying to say go out there and spend a lot of money. But I, what I am trying to say is there is a lot of potential 
for unsafe practices during the summer, just like in the winter. But with the heat, we don't want to play around. Know the signs of heat stroke and heat exhaustion. And we're going to go over those in just a minute so that you can know what to look out for. The people with you can know what to look out for and you can stay safe as you are mastering your workouts in hot weather. So symptoms of heat exhaustion include dizziness, thirst, heavy sweating, nausea, and weakness. And if you suspect heat exhaustion, then move to a cooler area, loosen your clothes or the person's clothes, and then seek medical help if the symptoms do not improve because heat exhaustion can lead to heat stroke. Okay. So if you notice confusion, dizziness, or the person becomes unconscious, that are, those are signs of heat stroke and call 911 immediately. Move the person to a cooler area, loosen the clothing and remove extra layers and then cool with water or ice. Okay. But heat stroke, heat exhaustion is serious. Heat stroke is more serious necessitating a call to emergency services. So um, heat stroke can cause death or permanent disability if emergency treatment is not given. So this is a good reminder to check your first aid skills, check your CPR skills, check the temperatures and the humidity outside before you go. And just, and I'll leave a link to a chart from the National Weather Service and the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention here in the U.S., that gives you the list of symptoms for heat stroke versus heat exhaustion, how you know which is which. And if you're ever in any doubt and someone is in distress, call 911. Just be the person who is willing to call. So those are signs to look out for. Once again, Mastering workouts in hot weather includes checking your blood sugar. It includes considering exercising indoors. It includes dressing appropriately. It includes staying hydrated. And it also includes looking for signs of heat exhaustion versus heat stroke, especially if you're exercising with other people. If you are exercising by yourself, make sure that someone knows where you're going, when you intend to get back, and what to do. Um, they, they need to know where you're going as well, but what to do if you're not back within a certain period of time. So there should be someone you can contact in case of an emergency um, outside of 911 who knows where you went, what you were doing, and how long you were supposed to be there. And this is just a general safety tip. I'm not paranoid. I'm just with the weather and just the way some people are, you just need to have these safety precautions in mind. Okay. So that's all I have for you in this week's episode of the unconventional diabetic podcast. I hope you've enjoyed these tips. If I've left out any tips, leave a comment below on the YouTube channel, which is unconventional diabetic. Make sure you are subscribed and make sure you follow the audio podcast. If that's what you prefer in your favorite podcast player and leave an, a uh, review in Apple podcasts. If you're listening on Apple, we appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember 
These episodes are meant for education and entertainment purposes only, and they are not meant to take the place of qualified medical advice. If you have an emergency, call 911 and always remember to keep moving. That's all. Bye.